This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, Snurkbulls. You may already know the bad news. Our live show was postponed. But the good news is that the show has been rescheduled for Sunday, February 26th at 2 p.m. Pacific. And you can still be part of the fun. In-person tickets are completely sold out, but you can buy a ticket to watch the live stream at DynastyTypewriter.com. Cheryl and I can't wait to share our nonsense with you all. So again, the new time is 2 p.m. Pacific on February 26th, and you can get your tickets now at DynastyTypewriter.com for the streaming show. Hey, Tig. <laughs> hey, Cheryl. You almost said hi to yourself, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Listen, today, this episode is, uh, how do we describe this episode? Oh, we talk a lot about- uh, Horny. Mmm, um, horny. There's a lot of yeah. horny, horniness that comes up. <laughs> horny makes an appearance again. Yep. I don't even know how to That's describe- That's all. That's all you it's need to know. It's a horny episode. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get right into it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to The Pez Outlaw. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. Um, are you a snork bull? I am. Tig. You bet your sweet okay, ass I am. Okay, jeez. Are you a snork bull? You bet your sweet ass I am. Uh, <laughs> is that a saying from something else well remember we went over this there's a secret society called I, the turtle the turtles society and okay. and then if you ask someone if they're a turtle they have to say mm -hmm. you bet your sweet ass i am and by the way i don't even know if this really exists this was something that i heard like 30 years ago 30 years ago to the day <laughs> It's the anniversary of the first time I heard about the Turtle Society. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I doesn't it doesn't even sound remotely familiar. What is a Turtle Society? I think they're like a drinking group. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, here's a question. If you're in the ancient Turtle Society, are you allowed to tell people? I thought you were going to ask, are you alive? Please write in. <laughs> well, both. I would love to hear from a turtle. <laughs> Wouldn't anybody... And how are you, Cheryl? I'm good. I am good. Good. Thank you for asking. End of story. That's it. Yeah. That's all I can tell you right now. How's Kat doing? She's great. She's loving school, which is, you mm -hmm. know, which is really good. I mean, that's what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. That makes you happy to yeah. know that your kid is happy. Mm -hmm. But also yeah. slightly heartbreaking because when she was home for Christmas break, at one point she said, oh, I can't wait to get home. Meaning back to school. Not your no. house. I was like, oh, <laughs> excuse me. I need to take a minute. <laughs> How 
was a, that was a tough, that was internally tough. I didn't say it to her because I didn't want to ruin her moment, but whew. I can't wait to get home. <laughs> Ouch. Get out Ouch. of this hellhole. Back to my tiny <laughs> dorm room. Like, I cannot oh, wait. Okay. Um, well, Tig, shall we just jump right into to this guy? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Today we're talking about, <laughs> okay, <laughs> everything about this documentary. Okay. We're talking about the Pez Outlaw. It's a 2022 documentary directed by Amy, hmm? directed by Amy Bandlian. Snorkel. No, Storkel. Storkel. Snorkel. <laughs> it snorkel. does sound like Snorkel. It's got to be yeah. stor- Storkel. And Brian Storkel. It tells the story. What of- do you suppose their relationship is? <laughs> I don't know. If you're listening. Siblings? Siblings could be. Could be. Um, cousins? Could be cousins. Could They could be twins. Yeah. They could be twins. Yeah, they could be two of three. They could be they triplets. Could be triplets. Ah, oh, there's so yeah. much we don't know about the Storkels. No way to know. There's no way to know. It tells the story of Steve Glue. G-L-E-W, in case you're wondering at home. A quirky man who becomes known as the Pez Outlaw and wreaks mm-hmm. havoc on the Pez Corporation. The Pez Outlaw debuted at South by Southwest, where it won the special jury prize and is now available mm-hmm. to watch on Netflix. Okay. I did not know that. So had you heard of this documentary? I had not. Had you heard of this? Nor had I. I had not. When did it say it came out? Uh, 2020. 20, no, 2022. Okay. Last year. Okay. That's last last year. Okay. This is like yeah. brand new and shiny. Yeah. And um, do you have a relationship with Pez? Uh, you know, it reminds me of my childhood. Sure. And you, you undo the candy and you try to keep it in the stack while you shove it in the little plastic thing. Yeah, was a, into the Pez dispenser. The Pez dispenser, yeah. Do you have a relationship mm-hmm. with Pez? Well, it reminded me of my childhood. Yes. And then I had a couple of children, and they love Pez. Do, how do they know about, are, are they still making Pez? Yes. Yes, they Whoa. are. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Where do you even get Pez? I don't, but Stephanie does, and I don't know where she gets it, but she gets it, Wow! and they love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they've changed yeah. the formula for the candy at all. <laughs> Why would they? If you got it, yeah, don't, if it ain't broke. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because I remember the candy not being as great as the actual dispenser. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to like the just very hard, crunchy, sugar, fruity flavor. Yeah, and as I remember, they all tasted the same, even though they were different colors. You were like, hmm, the pink one tastes exactly like the purple one. <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot with some candies. Yeah. Where you ju- your brain, you see green, so you think, oh, this is lime. But maybe if it was purple, it would be it w- great. Yeah, yeah. It is a weird, it's a weird thing, these Pez dispensers. Aren't they weird? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like we were just at a cocktail party and you were a boring person (laughs) trying to make small talk with me. And that's how good I am at small talk. (laughs) Look at these cocktail napkins. They are so cute, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be over there talking to that group. (laughs) Okay, so here's here's the lowdown. There's a guy named Steve Glue. Uh Uh-huh. Who, how would you describe what Steve Glue looks like? Because he's, he's got a very particular look. Yeah, well, he's got a white beard basically down to, past his chest, probably. Yes, yes. And wears like a floppy, you know, hat, hat. of some sort. Yes, yes. And, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not like... I don't think he's known for dressing sharply. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, there's no way that that's the word on the street. <laughs> so Steve and his wife, Kathy Glue, mm-hmm. they live on a 20-acre farm in Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. Steve doesn't like change, and their home is a sanctuary. And what you learn about Steve pretty early on is he, he he's OCD. Yeah. Do you say he has OCD? No, you just say he is OCD. Well, you could say I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. Right? He has. He has OCD, which is obsessive compulsive okay. disorder. And your your question is, can you say he is OCD? Right. He is he, obsessive compulsive. Well, well you can that say, doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. It's like he when has. people say I'm going to the ATM machine. <laughs> what? So you say I'm going to the ATM machine. You don't say I'm going... No, you say I'm going to the ATM. You don't say machine. Oh, I see. Oh, because it's included. It's included. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He wears three pair of socks and keeps a paper towel in his hand at all times because he says it helps him cope. (laughs) Yeah. I was really hoping to know what the three pair of socks was about. Well, it's probably not anything... Uh, that even if he explained it, you would say, oh, I see. Uh, right. Because now that you know that a paper towel in his hand helps him cope, does that all make sense? That makes more sense because I I could use a paper towel at all times during a day. Like there are lots. I of- would say so. <laughs> there are lots of things. <laughs> With you- <laughs> your spit takes and your crying. <laughs> oh, my God. I cried this morning. Oh. Did you watch happened? the news at all? Or man, no, I was I watching the Today Show. In over a year. Okay, there was a guy in Key West who was mm-hmm. um he was spear spear fishing. Yeah, Florida. He was spear fishing mm-hmm. by himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And free diving and the current mm-hmm. took him out. Ooh. And his mom I mean, this guy was probably like, I don't know, twenty maybe. And okay. and his his mom and his dad found out, like right before the sun was setting, that he was missing, and that he was still oh. out there. And oh. they they called the the Coast Guard. They called everybody they knew. Um, they got in their kid's grandparents' boat, and okay. the mom. They went out in the boat. I mean, we're in Key West. This is a lot of territory to cover. And he had floated yeah. like a mile away from where he had yeah. started. And the sun's going down and you can't see anything. And they found him. Somehow the mom was like, let's go over there. And they found uh-huh. him in the water. and sh- Just floating. Yes. He had tied three buoys together that he had found, which was very smart. I mean, that's really smart. Mm-hmm. How long was he missing? I don't really know. There's no way to know. I would say a few hours. Okay. Have I told you? Uh Uh-oh. First of all, that is an incredible story. Yes. And all the more reason to get the word out that people should really not just know how to swim, but tread water for long periods of time. Did I tell you that I've been doing that? You have mentioned it. You have mentioned it. Yeah. You know what? I took a lot. I'm sure I've told you this. I took a lifeguard. I don't know if it was a lifeguard, but like some sort of swimming test. And we had to tread water for like 45 minutes, which is a long time. I tread for an hour at a time. Oh, for ball's sake. Are you not bored out of your mind? Well, you know, I've been doing it um, and it's kind of meditative. Oh, okay. And then, as I told you, I've kind of been dealing with anxiety. Yes. And that keeps me very present. Mm. So I just can't, I cannot stress enough. I started at 15 minutes at a time. Then once I got that down, went to 30 to 45, then I went to 60 minutes. And then I was just like, I feel like a loser if I don't, if, if I don't do a full 60 minutes. And my body feels incredible. I feel present. This has got to be a really great leg workout. Uh, the whole body. And it works your, and, and Yes, mm-hmm. your whole body. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, this is a, this is a little, what are they called? Um, Not afternoon special. <laughs> afternoon delight. <laughs> this is a little <laughs> PSA. A learn how to <laughs> tread water. Yeah. Can you imagine being in the middle of the ocean and the sun is setting no, my don't even bring that up to you. Biggest nightmare yeah. in the world yeah. is to be stranded alone yeah. in the middle of the ocean yeah. in pitch black darkness with just my legs dangling down. 
for <laughs> some creature to nibble upon. It, it would be so terrifying. I mean, I mean, it would be terrifying enough already out there, but then when the, you're watching the sun like about to hit the water, it just must be like, all right, those are my last moments. Yep. Yeah, that's why I was crying my eyeballs out. I'm drinking coffee and I'm like, oh my God, this is too much. Well, also what's nice is when you're treading water, you can take a break by just Ah, kind of floating floating on your back. You just float on your back for a little bit and then you can go back to treading. And then I don't ever float on my back, but I'm saying if you're stuck in the ocean yes. or you 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 uh, have to or stop. Or you get tired. You can, yeah. Yeah, you can just float on your back and then continue. And by the way, on. I'm sure that's empowering to know that you have the ability to do that. Because if mm-hmm. you are in the water for any mm-hmm. length of time and, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next, you can at least say, look, I've got skills. I can float. I can tread water i'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so we have to take so, a break <laughs> we, haven't even, we, we haven't even talked about yeah but we got word <laughs> out about treading water and for anxiety we, and life-saving we really okay all right okay listen th- we have some stuff to tell you about steve glue we'll be right back on tig and cheryl true story Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl. True story. Um, Okay, so Steve Glue. So this guy, I mean, he's sweet, you know, was also Mm -hmm. very sort of sad and sweet when he said when he was growing up he felt that everybody around him expected him to amount to nothing that's Mm -hmm. a terrible way to grow up i know it was it was sad yeah to hear that yeah but he felt like deep down he knew there was potential for him to do more Mm -hmm. he worked for nearly 25 years as a machinist and found it mind-numbingly boring he mm-hmm. and he liked to read Tom Clancy books to pass the time. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> why is this part of the story? <laughs> I mean, it is part of the story. And by the way, when you're watching this, they really lean into the comedy and the stylized, you know. Yeah. They turn it into yeah. a Tom Clancy moment. You see Steve. Well, it's interesting because he is actually acting out his own documentary yeah he <laughs> i've never seen that done before they t- and i like that you know in real life now current day he's got a gray santa claus beard but then to make him appear younger they just dye it oh see i wasn't sure if that but now that you mentioned it yeah of course that was him of course, Cheryl. Well, there are actors. Listen, there's so many actors in the world. I'm sure you could find somebody that looks exactly like him when he was younger. Well, they found him. <laughs> and the funniest part is he looks as old as he does now, but his beard is brown. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Steve, um, he begins collecting cereal boxes. And he really uh-huh. loved how they fold up. And uh, he had a whole 
like room that is OCD dedicated to all of his folded up cereal boxes. Yeah, that's a tough person to live with. No, it even seems like it might be a tough person to be. But if it's bringing him joy, right. that's great. I just wonder because a lot of times people are very tormented by their OCD. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like an outlet. Yeah, it's yeah, it was an outlet. Yeah, but I just wonder if it's an outlet or if he's trapped within that need to collect cereal boxes. Mm. Well, his wife Kathy was pretty supportive of him. Yeah. Oh, oh my so, gosh! So sweet. So, so, I mean. I mean, above and beyond. <laughs> above and beyond. This woman loves you, man. She, she but she's, loves but you, at, bro. And at the same time, she's kind of like, well, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> but that's somebody that loves right. the person, right. I think. Exactly. You know? Yes, yes. I mean, I have to say my sons laugh whenever I say dude and bro. Because <laughs> they say that stuff now. Uh-huh. And so dope. Yeah, they'll be like, dude, why'd you just take my ball? Dude, dude what are you doing? <laughs> and then I'll say to them, even though they're talking to each other, I'll chime in and just be like, bro, where where are you supposed to be putting your, your pajamas after you get up? Dude, put them. And they think it's Oh, funny. my God. That sounds so uh, Southern California. Yeah, well, we are. Oh, yeah. I guess we are. Uh And then Steve was using the box tops from the cereal boxes to collect prizes. And then he'd take the the prizes to a toy show. And he Mm -hmm. would make $300. And he was beyond thrilled. Yes. I still don't understand how that even... How these things are worth $300. Well, I think that's a lot. I think... When when they were showing him selling them, they were like a dollar each. But mm-hmm. but even still, who's who's paying a dollar for a prize that you get from a c- cereal box? Somebody. Yeah, so, so, seems like maybe a lot. A lot of people might be. There's like a group. There is yeah. a group. It's like the chicken people. It's not us. It's not yeah. us. But there is a group out there mm-hmm. of toy collectors. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, like this feeling of belonging. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the people in this documentary, you might think, okay, super nerds. But mm-hmm. then to each other, you're like, whoa, that guy always has the best tiny toys. Yeah, yeah they're like, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's Yo, up, dude? dude? Dude, that's some good stuff, Bro, dude. where's your toys? Yeah. So Steve at some point discovers a Pez dispenser at one of the toy shows and he's so intrigued and this woman that had the Pez dispenser told him if he wanted the good stuff to go to Kalinska Kalinska is that right? Sure I don't know Cheryl that's not our job our job is to watch documentaries and really report it in in a very clear way (laughs) Um, yes. So Steve decided he was going to go to Europe with his son, Josh, despite mm-hmm. being the type of person that stays home all the time. But that's how important mm-hmm. it was to him to go find the good, the good stuff in Polinska. Mm-hmm. So Steve and Josh, they got lost on a dirt, dirt road. They were trying to find the Pez factory. <laughs> And then they, and then at some point they realized the Kalinska factory address is right on the Pez box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go, they walk right into the f- factory. Pez place. <laughs> Listen, this is the whole. This is what it's about, you guys. They rock into the Pez place. Were you enjoying this documentary when you were watching um... it, or were you like, God help me? <laughs> I'm watching a documentary about Pez dispensers. Well, I had a, I had some of those moments. I'm not going to lie. Did you have this, some of those moments or were you like, God, I love every second of this? No, I had some of those moments. Um, what I found, sometimes when I'm watching a documentary, I see another documentary within the documentary mm. that I would prefer to see. Ooh, what did you see? Well, I would like to see a documentary about their relationship. 
His he and his wife. Yeah, he and his wife. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that interests me more because there's a lot going on there individually and then together and as a family. Yeah, and so that interests yeah. me. Yeah, and they're still together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she, and I mean, I guess they met when they were 18. And even saying that she's very patient, I guess, is what we were alluding to. He seems like a perfectly nice guy. Yes, very sweet, sweet guy. He seems like a sweet guy. Yeah, they just interested me on a personal level. Yeah, well, they, I mean, clearly they had kids who seem completely normal so, yes, and yes, well great, adjusted and functioning, um, yeah, supportive of their parents yeah. and um yeah. and she and Kathy was saying at the beginning of their marriage, you know, she would say, "Oh, no to all of his crazy mm-hmm. ideas because he had a lot of crazy ideas." And then she said at some point she decided to start saying yes to see where the crazy ideas might lead to. And apparently they led to Kalinska. So they go to Kalinska and they meet Marcos, the Pez uh-huh. designer. Yeah. And they find out how many of his ideas have been rejected in the U.S. Because they have all these Pez dispensers in Europe, but the U.S. doesn't accept them all. The mm-hmm. U.S. has their own branch where they're like, yes, yes, no, no, we don't want it. So yeah. uh, so when Steve found this out, he was shocked. Mm-hmm. He was like, how come we don't have these in the U.S.? Right, right, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Steve and Josh, they, they, they load up all these Pez, I mean, Pez, Pezes, all these Pez, Pe- Pez? Pez-I? <laughs> All, all the Pez I they could <laughs> in double bags. <laughs> and then, oh, Mr. Thomas almost did a spit take. <laughs> he did. I, was, I, I don't think I've ever seen it mm-mm, happen mm-mm. Or, or quite as close as that seemed to be. Mm-mm. He put his hand on his mouth a few times so holding. He was holding it in. Yeah, and then probably uh, the Willette whiskey I got him oh, for Christmas. But anyway. Oh, the Willette yeah. whiskey. Is that a thing? Yeah. Let me see. Does somebody... Oh, that's cute. Well, my brother actually found that a couple of years ago and sent that to Thomas uh, as a gift. Because Thomas's Thomas last loved name it. is Willette. Willette. But it's spelled, spelled differently. differently. But when my brother found that and sent Thomas that whiskey that apparently he keeps right by his desk, <laughs> um, uh <laughs> I this year got him whiskey. Was it also brandy? Will that brandy? Yeah, I haven't opened up that other bottle, but I, I think it might be like rye or something like that. Oh, oh okay, whatever. Well, yeah, that's so. Very, that's so sweet. That's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but so back to the the story, yeah, yeah. the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> they got to the customs border, and um, you know, it was it was hard to get get through customs because they had bags and bags of Pezai. Pezai. <laughs> and um, they found out that Pez USA's trademark was not registered with U.S. Customs and Border mm-hmm. Protection. So they let mm-hmm. Steve take the Pezai with him. <laughs> so now Steve, now Steve begins to... Uh, Oh, they also, Marcos gave them uh-huh. a bubble, bubble boy, uh-huh. <laughs> a bubble boy Pez dispenser, which they were th- so excited about. Well, how could you not be? <laughs> and it was just like, I a, mean, it was a base of a bubble boy, mm-hmm, a boy blowing a bubble, maybe, but it's a, well, it wasn't that clear what exactly I don't know. I don't know. Cheryl. I thought for a moment that it was mm-hmm. from the Seinfeld show. Remember Bubble Bubble Boy? I didn't watch Seinfeld. Oh my god! How did you not watch Seinfeld? I thought we've already talked about this, but I don't have any no way memory of it whatsoever. I think I told you, I I saw bits and pieces of it, of course, over the years because I'm alive. Yeah, but it just didn't speak to me. Hmm. And then. Hmm? My good friend, 
called me one day and said, have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm. And I said, no. And she was like, it's from the guy that created <laughs> Seinfeld, but it's so much funnier. And so were you like, I watched Curb. No, thanks. But you watched Curb. No, I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. And then that, you know, of course, drew me to your existence. And now we're friends and we have a podcast. A huge and- hit of a podcast. It's a global sensation. It is. We've got listeners from all around the world. world. Hey, listeners from all around the world. Hey. People would not believe how many people listen to this every week. I know. It is. I mean, I'm shocked. And we're not going to say the actual number. We're going to bleep it out. But there are nearly five people a week that listen to us. Yes. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, there's more than that, I guess. Well, but, uh, we are with... definitely in the uh, millions and millions of downloads. Downloads. I mean, it's 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 hard to believe. Yeah. We will say that. There have been millions and millions of downloads. <laughs> it's true. It is Laugh true. while no, you want. It is true. It's it hard is, to believe. It's hard to believe, but it, it is true. Millions and millions of downloads. I know. So Steve becomes. Um, oh yeah, back to the Steve. <laughs> so Steve, we have to take a break so, though, oh and then we will be back. Tig, we will be back. How am I ever going to get through this Pez story? I don't know if you will. <laughs> we will be back on Tig and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. True story. True story. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Okay, okay. So now word is out that Steve has all of these amazing Pez dispensers, including a Bubble Boy, and Mm. he starts making a lot of money, and he quits his job Mm -hmm. because he's doing this full-time selling (laughs) Pez dispensers. Well, I mean, you can't do that part-time, Cheryl. This is reminding me of the loop-de-loop. Oh, remember the loop-de-loop with Tony Hawk? (laughs) I couldn't get through it because he still, to this day, is working on his loop-de-loop. Okay. So now he's he's selling full-time. Josh and and Steve make a trip to Hungary. They meet Gunther, the managing director of Pez Europe. Mm -hmm. Gunther sends them to the airport with a Pez truck full of dispensers. Can you believe there's business people like that? There's Pez Europe, <laughs> and that there's Pe- like you know, well, or as they the, called him, the the president the, is what they call. They get called the president. They call him the president, <laughs> and <laughs> oh boy, they called him the yeah. president. Don't you wonder mm. if like he has business cards that say the president? Do people have business cards anymore? Um, I have a business card. You do. Yeah. Do you give it to people? Oh, um, God. Are you rifling I, through your office trying to find it now? I'm not even rifling. I have one right here. Is this going to be a joke, or did you really have things printed? Let me see. I had things printed. Let me see this. And it's a joke. This is my business card. <laughs> it's like a... It is a picture that... Uh, I mean, I can't even say picture. I doodled this a, on a it's napkin. A doodle. It's a doodle of a I, face. Of me. Oh, yeah. of Tig. With long, I doodled long this hair, at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> this I this I doodled uh, in like 2012, yeah. I guess 2011, 2012, 
And then the people at dinner that I was with, they were like, oh, I love that little face. Oh. And then I made a joke of like, oh, what if I printed it up on my um, on a business card and ha- handed them out? And they were like, please do it. So I had business cards made with that doodle on it. I and that. I have handed these out before at events or parties. Thomas, have you seen these before? Yeah, Are great. people yeah, just confused when they... Well, yeah. Like when I talk to them at a party, I'll say, listen, it's a great idea. Here's my card. Let's keep in touch. And I just hand this to them. There is nothing <laughs> on the back. There's no contact information. And it is something that makes me laugh a lot because they'll be like, thank you. Okay, great. And they're like, wait a minute. Where's the where's the information? I'm like, oh yeah, there's that's no it. information to contact card. me. Yeah, that's I just hope we can card. show a picture of that on Instagram or something. Well, yeah, I'll send yeah. it. I'll okay. send it. Send it. Um, yeah. Okay, and the president of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> found out that thousands of illegal Pez dispensers have been making their way into the black market. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scott McWinney, the president. Yep. Um, was known for hating collectors Mm -hmm. because, you know, people were charging a lot of money for something that cost, I don't know, $2. I don't know how much it pays. doesn't matter. No way to know. Yeah. And then Richie Belize, Mm -hmm. an Mm ex-cop, writes a popular Pez newsletter. (laughs) How many people? As opposed to the unpopular ones. How many people get the Pez newsletter? What can they say about Pez every week? I don't know. We should subscribe and find out. I won't. I won't. Thomas, can we subscribe on our, on whatever <laughs> thing? So Pez US uses Richie as a way to integrate the collector's community and tell them what to buy. Oh, wow. They really used Richie. But Richie must have known he was being used. He was a oh, ex-cop. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Richie Richie knew what was up. <laughs> he knew. He knew what was up. Scott McWinney has a fit when he finds out collectors got a hold of his Bubble Man prototype mm-hmm. and sold it illegally. His strategy then was to mass produce Bubble Man Pez to eradicate its status as a rare item. So this was mm-hmm. war. Yeah, between the president and Steve Glue, it was a nasty war. And Steve, at that point, became known as the Pez Outlaw. Do you think Steve named himself the Pez Outlaw? I think he did. Yeah, I, I think, think at some point in the documentary, he said he did. Yeah. So he he decided he was going up against Pez. Yeah. Okay. So Steve. So Steve becomes the Pez Outlaw. Now Steve is trying to take away sales from Scott McWinney, the president. Mm-hmm. He go yeah. and so now Steve goes to Europe. Let's just say the the president, the president, and not his name, Steve, please. Yeah. We don't need to say no. his name. Um, and then it, so now Steve is going to Europe every few weeks, and then mm-hmm. going to toy shows in between. He's he's um, must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. He's taking out advertisements and. He is making a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, at one point, they bought a house. Yeah. Because they used to live in a shed. Did they used to live in a shed? Yeah. It wasn't, it was, definitely wasn't fancy. Snow came in, and oh, they had to, true. like, put plastic over it. Right. You're right. It was like a metal shed on the land. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So they, like, they bought a house. Kathy bought horses. Yeah. I mean, they were living the good life. Yes, indeed. And then this was kind of out of the blue, I thought, that okay. Steve was diagnosed with bipolar. Oh, yeah. It did seem a little out of the blue. Like they but kind of I guess, stuck it in. Yeah. But it didn't really have to do with come up story. again. But maybe there's some behavior in there. That, yeah. We didn't really see. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a different I, documentary. I was there for the Pez. No. <laughs> yeah. Again, I could have watched a documentary about, about Kathy them. and yeah. Steve. Yeah, because he yeah. was, I mean, because he was struggling so much with different issues that, of course, Kathy was also 
part of that. And it was just amazing that they were still together and they still seemed to really like each other, which was so cute. Well, they talked about how they're, they do it all the time. And they, they did talk and about that? And that it's good. This? Yeah. Oh, God. I did not see that part. How am I missing parts? Well, they didn't show them doing it. <laughs> But apparently they're really hot and heavy, horny, uh, horny. <laughs> they're horny. Please. <laughs> oh, the world's grossest word. God. If you're just joining us for the first time, Cheryl and I hate the word horny. But it does not stop us from using it. No. In fact, we might even do a T-shirt that says "Horny oh, Snork Snorkball." That's right. That's the one we should do. That's the one yes. we should do. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, or okay. ask me if I'm a horny snark bull. You uh, bet your horny ass I am. <laughs> ask me if I'm a horny snark bull. That's all you need are people coming up to you asking you if you're a horny snark bull. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, okay. Where does this go from here? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, no. it doesn't really go anywhere. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start winding it down. Um Okay. The there's a guy named Gunther. Uh, you already said that. Okay. <laughs> but he's still there. The Pez factories had pictures of Steve and installed cameras around the factory as he grew more famous. Mm-hmm. And then also I don't remember this part. What was I doing while I was watching this? This is that Kathy begins to develop Parkinson's disease. You missed that How too? How did I miss that? I sniffed out her Parkinson's. You did? Just from her voice. Just from her voice. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Because yeah. I think the voice gets really kind of weak and yeah. maybe trails off a bit Yeah, Parkinson's. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, her voice is so interesting. And then yeah. I thought, I'm sure they're going to mention what? it. Right, right. Yeah. And that made Steve realize that he needed to slow down mm-hmm. as the Pez outlaw. Mm-hmm. So Steve begins to create his own Pez designs. It costs mm-hmm. half a million dollars to produce and ship to the U.S. And the collectors love his designs. And he has a successful first year of sales. Wow. Pez U.S. steals. <laughs> all- it's all news to you. <laughs> I really don't you, know. When, you, I don't know when you I deliver information, up. and you're like, "Oh, huh. I don't." I somehow missed that. I don't know what I. You know what? I must have just thought, "Okay, I get it. It's a lot of Pez stuff." Mm-hmm. Okay, this is on me, listeners. This mm-hmm. is not typical of me, but I'm. I will do better because this is un. Uh, un I'm starting to think this was this wasn't your passion. <laughs> All the reenactments of Steve, and then Steve dressed up like a detective, or uh, there was a lot. There mm. were there were a lot of those types of things that was just like, yo, boy, I can take a I can take a beat and look at my emails. <laughs> That's on me, and I won't yeah. do it again. Okay, Pez U.S. steals all of Steve's designs and labels them as their misfits collection. Steve was charging twenty five dollars, and Pez was charging $199, and then Steve's sales plummet. So Steve struggled financially and mentally for many years. Steve creates a blog, Pez Outlaw Diary. 20 years later, Steve finally goes to another Pez convention. Many collectors want to meet Steve and hear his story. So Steve is legendary in the Pez. He is a full-blown Pez rock star. He's a Pez head. Yeah, he, he is a rock star, and uh, people are. I didn't see that coming. I have to say that was a real <laughs> twist at the end. That <laughs> this guy is it's, revered by many. Yeah, by yeah. by many, many, many Pez people, many Pezai people, <laughs> and Steve and Kathy still live happily on their farm in Michigan. You know what was my favorite part of this is at the end when Mm -hmm. they, you know, they were talking to Steve and he was going on about (laughs) Pez. Yeah. (laughs) And then they see, they show Steve and Kathy like walking in their 
you know, meadow together. And Steve yeah. said... Making out. Yeah, they were. They were very... Uh, like horny. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve said, oh, did you hear all the stuff that I said about Pez? And she said, no, I wasn't listening. And, <laughs> and he laughed. And then she said, just like... When I go on and on about my horses, you don't listen. And he laughed. And they look at each other like, yeah, we don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me and you not watching each other's stuff. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't need to watch it. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Tig, um, that's, the, that's the Pez outlaw story. Yeah. I mean, that's it in a nut, nutshell. That's it, bro. That's it, dude. Are you yeah. ready for some final thoughts? I am. Well, it's time for Happily Ever Afterthoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not cry. Did not, did not shed a tear in this one. Oh, now this is, I don't even, I don't even know how to answer this one. Who, who were you attracted to? It's very limited. It's a limited, <laughs> it's a limited group. I mean, you know, well, there's maybe somebody in Europe, one of those Pez people in Europe. Um, the guy that was upstairs in his barn that wouldn't let anybody in, but then he got out his, he crawled mm-hmm. up into the, is there something, is that what, the loft of his barn? And mm-hmm. he gets out a Pez yeah, toy gun dispenser. <laughs> What? That's the guy Saying, that I, you're horny for? I would say in the reenactment oh. of him crossing the border. Yeah. And the guy in the, the border patrol oh. person that's like sifting yeah. through the Pez. That, that guy. Like, God, yeah, I didn't even like think of that, of that guy. You need a piece of that yeah. guy. You need a piece like of a... the border patrol. Oh, yeah. Um, it's time for True Story Talkback. Do you have anything to say to this stuff? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? I think, I honestly think they covered it all. Yeah. I think they really. You left us with not a question (laughs) in the world. They, they did such a thorough job that we, we don't have any, we don't have anything to say, but, but good, good, uh, good work. Good for you. (laughs) good for you guys good okay are you ready for some true fan mail yes olivia writes hey olivia hey Hey. olivia hey my husband and i watched the stutz documentary and we are both licensed therapists (gasps) oh i can't wait to hear this Our, our poor kids lol We enjoyed the vulnerability by both Jonah and Stutz. On your podcast, you said you felt bad for your therapist who had to listen to so many sad stories. That's why therapists have therapists. (gasps) I knew that. I knew that because of The Sopranos, but I never thought about it again until this moment. The best therapist you can have is one who has sat on your side of the couch. So don't worry about yours. If they are awesome, they are probably doing what they need to take care of themselves. Oh. That's good to know. I would love to be in a session of a therapist listening to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need Hat to- on a hat. I- <laughs> it's a hat on a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia says, keep the laughs coming. Your show is definitely part of my self-care. Olivia, <gasps> UCF alumni. What's that? That is my alma mater. Oh. University of Central Florida, Olivia Go Knights. Okay, that was exciting. This is from Deluxe MF. Hey, Deluxe hey, MF. Hey, Deluxe MF. Hey. hey. Oh, Deluxe writes a five-star review. Okay. How do I get out of this? My daughter, Mary, thinks we are friends because I say, I'm listening to my friends, Tig and Cheryl, <laughs> when I need some <laughs> headphone mama time now she thinks we're actually friends and asks if i'm going out with you when i leave oh boy (laughs) well then you don't have to lie you can say yes and just turn on an episode and drive off that's sweet that is sweet Mm -hmm. that's right 
That's right. Then you see Deluxe MF just sitting in the driveway listening by themselves to something and laughing with nobody in the car. Well, Deluxe MF could be on a phone call on speaker. That's right. It's nice to have a little intrigue. People don't need to know everything about you. No, but they do. (laughs) Because we overshare. Yeah. Uh, Okay, that's it, Tig. Do you have anything that you want to talk about, think about, discuss? Well, I have tour dates uh, that are always being added. Okay. There is a um, chance that I'll even be adding some more sporadic tour dates because I'm gearing up Mm. for potentially something exciting. Oh, but you can't tell. Say it. Can you say it in all? No, but I could say that. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah. And uh, my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig, subscribe. Subscribe to this show. Why hold off? If you haven't subscribed, stop right now. Yeah. And subscribe to this. Yes. And review. And review us. If you, mm-hmm. if you like us. And follow us on social media for updates. We're mm-hmm. on, uh, what are we on? We're on social media. Okay, yeah. We don't have to. You guys know what that is. We're at horny.com. <laughs> and here is something. Yeah. If you love Tig and Cheryl, true story, mm-hmm. I would highly suggest mm-hmm. that you look up your favorite episode, the one that makes you LOL until you can't breathe and you're crying, mm-hmm. and send a link mm. to a friend. Everyone send a link of their favorite episode to a friend or family member or a bunch of them and say, I think you would like this show. Oh, that's a good idea. Or create a group of friends or family members that listen together. And invite people to um, to, to listen, and then yes. you can chat about it. Yes, it's like my chordal group. Have a cocktail party. Have some tartminis. Yeah, have a snurkbull gab- listening party. It. Oh, and my pi- God. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. Those are your marching orders, okay. snurkbulls. And then also put together a snurkbull listening party mm-hmm. with some friends that like the show mm-hmm. and then send us some pictures <gasps> of you oh, that would and be fun. your snurkbulls. Oh, I would love that. some we videos. Love oh, videos. I would love That'd that. That'd be fun. I told you, girl. <sighs> okay. Well, that's going to do All it. Right. Should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>